0: Chapter 3 of Organic Evolution This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Organic Evolution by Richard Swan Lull. Chapter 3 Chapter 3 Classification of Organisms. Kinds of Classification Animals, or plants, may be grouped together for convenience of study in one of two ways. They may be classified taxonomically, zoologically, or botanically, according to actual blood relationships, or from the standpoint of their life conditions. The latter classification may be called binomic, i.e. in accordance with the laws of life the adaptive response on the part of two unrelated organisms to similar environmental conditions may give rise to convergences, wherein organisms come to resemble each other so closely that they have sometimes been actually classed together. The distinction between convergent and homogeneous, i.e., of the same race, organisms, is often a matter of extreme difficulty. When the classification is based upon living organisms only, Errors are apt to occur for groups of animals which today stand entirely isolated are shown to be related when their fossil ancestry is known. Zoological classification depends therefore in a measure upon paleontology or the study of ancient life while binomic classification is largely a recent science. Zoological classification As in a military organization, armies are divided into smaller and smaller subdivisions brigades, regiments, battalions, and companies. So the organic world is divided into corresponding groups which, while increasing in number, lessen in importance as one descends the scale. An understanding of these divisions is necessary to our work. Kingdoms and Sub-Kingdoms The organic world is made up of two types of organisms, animals and plants, the first characterized in general by a more active, sentient life, the other's passive, lacking in muscular and nervous systems, almost inert. These two groups of organisms are known as kingdoms, and constitute the first subdivision of the world of life. The kingdoms are in turn divided into sub-kingdoms, though here there is some difference of usage. These sub-kingdoms are comparable in that each is made up of unicellular organisms on the one hand, protozoa or protophyta, as the case may be, and multicellular organisms on the other. To the latter, the zoologists have given the name metazoa, but there is no equivalent term in general usage applied to the plants. Phyla. Subkingdoms in turn are divided into phyla, or types. Both terms are objectionable, as each has more than one meaning, but the term phylum is the one in general use in this sense. The protozoa constitute but one phylum, While of the metazoa there are at least eleven such groups of forms, as for instance the mollusks, arthropods, and vertebrates, each separated from the others by very distinctive characteristics, in that their ground plan of structure differs widely in each case. Thus the mollusks have a soft unsegmented body with no trace of locomotor skeleton. While the arthropods and vertebrates are both segmented and possess locomotive hard parts, but with the distinction that in the arthropods the skeleton is external, while in the vertebrates it is principally internal, the body being stiffened longitudinally by an axis known as the vertebral column. Classes and Families Phyla are divided into classes, such as the fishes, reptiles, birds, and mammals among vertebrates, and those in turn into families, genera, species, and varieties extremists in classification use the prefixes sub or super to signify groups somewhat more or less restricted than the unqualified name would imply thus a class may include subclasses and these in turn superfamilies families and subfamilies before the genera are reached genera species and varieties the chief object of our study being the origin of species an adequate conception of a species is necessary while biologists have not yet succeeded in arriving at a unanimity of opinion as to just what constitutes a species the general conception of a kind of animal or plant to which a definite name has been given such as a red fox timber wolf coyote or jackal just about expresses the idea a species therefore is a group of individual animals or plants resembling each other very closely not only in broad features but in minute detail as well. In general, they are such as can breed together and produce fertile offspring, which in turn may reproduce. This was Huxley's great test of a species but does not always hold true. The two species of camel, Camelus dromedarius and Camelus bactrianus will breed together and the llama, Ochenia glama, Will breed with the alpaca, Oshinia pacos, and the offspring are fertile. This is also true of several species of deer and of certain of the bovidae, such as the zebu, bos indicus, and the gyal, bibus frontalis. Furthermore, the result of such a cross was bred to an American buffalo, Bison americanus, and produced a calf, the result of a triple alliance, not only of distinct species but according to our present definition of three distinct genera, Bartlett. Sometimes forms which are quite different, as certain snails, and which might well be considered different species, nevertheless grade into each other, if a sufficient series be found and placed in orderly sequence. The extremes would be species if the means of the series did not exist. As it is, they are varieties. Varieties may be arranged in gradational series, each differing from the next in very minute detail. Species do not so integrate into each other. Were the inectant varieties blotted out by extinction, so that only the extremes of the series survived, the latter would then become separate species. Hence one rather poetic definition of species likens them to islands in a sea of death. All of the dog-like forms which were mentioned by way of illustration with the exception of the fox, show specific differences, but any one would at once see a great many important resemblances, which seem to imply a very close degree of relationship among them all. If they were bred together, however, the offspring would probably prove infertile, as in the case of the domestic mule, whose parents are the horse and ass. The various wolves and the jackal on the one hand, and the horse and ass on the other, belong in each case to the same genus, but to different species. This conception of genera and species was first clearly stated by Linnaeus, who gave to each animal and plant with which he was familiar a double name in Latin form, although often derived from the Greek or other languages. These names imply relationship, for the first is that of the genus to which the form belongs, while the second indicates its species thus the scientific name of the timber wolf is canis lupus of the coyote canis latrans of the jackal canis aureus but the red fox bears the name Vulpes vulgaris showing it to be not only a separate species but a different genus as well all of these however are dog-like forms and hence belong to the widespread family canidae this family together with the cats bears weasels and various other animals is carnivorous, with teeth of a peculiar sort, and to all such forms Linnaeus gave the class name Pherae, of which the modern equivalent is Carnivora. To revert to the definition of species once more, Webster thus defines it, a more or less permanent group of existing things or beings, associated according to attributes or properties determined by scientific observation. In general, the idea of permanence is implied, but only while conditions remain the same. Changing conditions, either through the migration of the animal to a new home, or an actual change, climatic or otherwise, in the old one, will react upon the species and thus alter its characteristics. There may also be a gradual change in the organisms, in non-essential things in the course of time, even with practically unchanging conditions, especially where isolation of lines is established, as in the case of the various varieties and species of land snails in the radiating valleys in the islands of Tahiti, Crampton. A species has also been defined as a stage in the evolution of a race. The species has already been spoken of as an island, and the genus may be called an archipelago in a sea of death, Jordan and Kellogg. End of Chapter 3 Recording by Joy S. Grape www.coffeewithleonardcohen.com